Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, an app that saves money for students and slows food waste. And we send out a text and an email to college students saying, last call, $5 founding farmers meals, pick up from 10 to 11.30 a.m., shop here. I've learned through years of experience that entrepreneurs tend to act out of their own personal experiences. Nothing drives people more than solving a problem that they, in fact, have experienced. Our next guest, Aaron Bigoy, has started Last Call, an important social venture with a passion and commitment that only comes from personal experience and a personal mission. Did you know that 40% of all food in America is wasted? Or that many students at our most prestigious local universities don't actually have enough money to pay for food after they pay for tuition? Well, what should we do about that? Erin thinks she has the answer. Erin, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Well, I loved learning about this. Tell everybody about how you came up with the idea for Last Call. I was inspired to start Last Call after working on the food waste team at the World Wildlife Fund and just closely studying all the negative environmental implications of food waste and what that means in terms of water, land, all the resources, and, and farmers' time as well. And then when I learned that 40% of all food produced is wasted, as an environmentalist, it made me really sad. And as a hungry collegiate student athlete, it made me really angry. So I came out to George Washington University on a variety of scholarships and financial aid, uh, and I played water polo there. And it was really difficult for me to justify buying three meals a day. Um, food just came last after all my expenses, after books, after rent. I you know, really struggled to afford to buy three meals a day. So I had you know, different strategies that I would use, such as trying to survive off um, free food from university events. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, I would go to sleep early, so I only had to uh, buy two meals instead of three. And after weights, I would try to steal an extra protein bar as a meal replacement, or I would ask my teammates if they would give me one of theirs. So when I started a Facebook group called Free Food and Foggy Bottom to post of all my knowledge, it grew you know, pretty significantly. I just thought it was going to be satirical at first, and it grew to 500 student users who were posting pretty regularly. And that's when I first thought, you know, I'm not the only one that struggles with this. And at a school like George Washington University, which has a very affluent reputation, everyone there wears Gucci, Canada Goose, uh, you know, eats at Whole Foods and Sweet Green pretty regularly because we don't have a dining hall. I felt pretty shameful that, you know, this was my situation and my reality. And I thought no one else struggled with this like I did. But the validation of that Facebook group and then a recent report published by the GW Hatchet showed that 40% of GW students are food insecure which can be defined as not being able to access enough affordable meals to live a functional lifestyle. So basically not being able to eat enough to study and live. So that was really shocking to me. And I wanted to start a business that bridged these two social inefficiencies. You know, I don't think that people necessarily, I know that many people now in our community talk about how expensive education is, but I don't think they really focus on scholarships and things like that don't address just the incidentals of human life. Tell me a bit about how Last Call works. If restaurants have any meals that didn't sell at full price during normal business hours, they can uh, discount it 
and basically just cover the cost of the meal. So with founding farmers, if they have, you know, five sides of mac and cheese or something, they can post it on the last call platform for $3 is what their mac and cheese is selling for, or they sell an entree for $5, which is usually a protein and a vegetable, so fried chicken and grilled veggies. And when they take a photo, they post the meal to the platform with the pickup window, the discounted price, and then um, eat in or to go. And we send out a text and an email to college students saying, last call, $5 founding farmer's meals, pick up from 10 to 11.30 a.m., shop here. And then they can shop the offerings that are available on our website, lastcallforfood.com. And once they purchase the meal, then they head to the restaurant during the designated pickup window, and they essentially rescue a meal for $5 or less that may have been going to the trash otherwise. So it's a really great way for students to access more affordable meal options and to have that in between between a food pantry and food stamps, which carries unfortunate negative stigmas associated with poverty, and then paying full price for a meal. So what I was envisioning with Last Call was that we would empower college students to access these more affordable meals and not have to feel shame about it, you know, um, branding it as thrifty instead of poor and making it a fun thing. Mm. So, and on the restaurant side, it's really great because we provide that financial incentive for restaurants to reduce their food waste. Uh, We help restaurants sell out instead of throw out and driving traffic to them in off-peak hours and exposing them to new customer segments that they may have not otherwise reached is a huge value for them. I think it's tremendous. It's also a great example of how you can do something that's entrepreneurial or relevant, but also solves a big social problem. Mm -hmm. This sounds like a concept that could really grow and solve uh, problems for a lot of people. What is your vision for what you want to accomplish in the next year or two with this business? In the next year, I would love to expand to all of the D.C. college campuses and begin expanding to D.C. neighborhoods get more restaurants on the platform, as well as grocery stores. We don't have a grocery store yet. I think that would be really interesting. And we're launching a crowdfunding campaign next month with an accompanying promotional video. And through that, I want to highlight the stories of students who struggle with hunger and show their faces and show people that this is a real issue. Because recent reports, you know, by the New York Times, have the statistics that show half of college students surveyed struggle to afford meals. But that's just statistics. You know, seeing the face of someone like me, for example, that you wouldn't expect to have to deal with these kind of problems and hearing what they need to do to feed themselves and their journey to basically survive and go to school is, you know, another huge vision I have to spark a national conversation Aaron, I understand you recently won an award to help you get this business moving further. Yeah, so we recently won $45,000 through GW's new venture competition, which is super exciting for us because we launched Last Call on a WordPress website with less than $3,000. So to be able to have this funds, I'm really excited to see where it takes us. We're going to be building out um, our technology so it's more customized, automated, has more features that users are asking for, as well as be able to reach more users at different campuses. So we, you know, didn't make it past the semifinals of this competition last year, and that kind of got me thinking, you know, is this a bad idea? Should we give up? No, this is a damn good idea, and we need to work as hard as we can so that we can win it all the next year around, which is 
exactly what we did. So we won best social track, best woman's venture, because my co-founder is a woman as well, most innovative food and beverage industry venture and audience choice award. And it's a great cause. Aaron McGoy, thanks for joining us. Thank you. And now, non-billable consult with legal expert Andrew Sherman. We hear it every day in the news. Export more, import less. We need to chip away at our growing trade deficit. We need tariffs and duties to protect our U.S. jobs, etc., etc., etc. But the truth is, doing business abroad is not as easy as it looks or as exciting as it seems. It's a lot of hard work and personal sacrifice, especially for smaller companies. If you're considering cross-border business expansion or transactions, here are some key variables to consider. First, are you really ready? The personal travel and hassle, time away from the family, take it from me, Mr. Frequent Flyer Miles, is a lot more work and a lot more disruptive than people realize. Have you built a strong domestic foundation for your business? Is your team really ready? How internationally focused is your team? And are they ready to support you when you have all that time abroad? Second, what do you really know about these target market or markets? Don't assume that you know a market just because you visited there as a tourist or even did a semester abroad. Do you really understand the consumer trends, the markets and submarkets, the channels and the ecosystem in these target countries? Have you researched different legal requirements, regulations, compliance standards, licensing and permits, and everything else that may be different about doing business in the United States versus abroad? Will you go it alone or with a local partner? If with a partner, how will the relationship be structured? Will they be an agent, a representative, a value-added reseller, a franchisee, a dealer, a joint venture partner? All of these issues need to be addressed well before you take the plunge. Do you understand the culture, the norms, the languages, the traditions, the ethics and values in that target market that may be different than our own? Have you thought through logistics and shipping and distribution, currency and payment issues, taxes? The devil is often in the details, especially in international transactions. There's a lot more issues to consider based on your industry, your specific business goals, how your business is regulated in that target country, for example, if you're in healthcare or energy or communications versus non-regulated. If you're going to take the plunge into overseas markets, be sure that you get great, experienced advisors, make sure you do your homework, and most importantly, be ready for your and your team's personal sacrifice to commit to doing it right and to the resources needed to establish meaningful relationships abroad. Good luck and happy travels. That was your non-billable consult with legal expert Andrew Sherman. Thank you to the Greater Washington Board of Trade. The Greater Washington Board of Trade represents leading businesses, nonprofit organizations, and academic institutions, and has helped shape the development of our region for over 130 years. Visit boardoftrade.org to learn how a Board of Trade membership can help your organization succeed in this rapidly changing marketplace. Thanks to Auric, an international law firm that focuses on technology, energy, and infrastructure finance. Clients worldwide call on it for forward-looking commercial advice on transactions, litigation, and compliance. Learn more at auric.com. Our executive producer is Tracy Madigan, online writer Barbara Ulrich, 
Music provided by two DC region bands, two car living room, and the Sunbathers. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Thanks for listening. See you next time.